So one of the reasons that I chose to do my meetings every month, and I did um, well over a hundred live meetings of upwards of a hundred people every meeting. And one of the reasons that I did it was for practice, because I think you learn more when you teach. And also it enabled me to deal with pressure. I mean, I can pretty much speak on any stage now and I, I yeah, I might get a little nervous, but I know I can deal with it because I've done it so many times. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very, very much for joining us. My name is Martin Grunberg, and yeah, you have guessed it correctly. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Henry J. Evans, once again back in the studio. We had such a great response from the last one. We brought him back. Um, so how are you, Henry? Talk to doing- us. I am doing great, Martin. Good to be here. And yeah, very excited to talk about this one. I think this is a really good topic, very timely. So things are good in your world? Things are going wonderful. Yeah. If we want to do the the uh, GTR, I actually found out, this was last night, that I had a bunch of credits on Southwest Airlines that I didn't realize <laughs> I had. That's I a great all, one. Yeah, I, I, I thought they'd all expired. Um, but they had not expired. And so I was able to um, book a trip. So we're going to go to San Francisco and check out some schools here right before Christmas. So it's pretty exciting. What schools are you going to, you going to check out Stanford? <laughs> Stanford Berkeley. and um, Santa Cruz. And then there's one other one up there. I think Berkeley. Berkeley's a good one. Wow. Yeah, so it should be fun. Those are some big time schools. Um, yeah. So that's your GTR. And that is a great one. Mine. I should have mentioned this episodes back. It's been such a pain in the rear, but uh, so way back, probably like July, there was an old plugin on the, the blog website. So somehow that got hacked and it was just what, what they call an injection hack where it redirects the traffic. So, so somebody goes to the blog and they want to read about habit and goal. All of a sudden they're, they're on a Chinese website. Not oh, good. No. Google buries your website. So I'm still like coming out of that associated with that. Same thing was going on with the shop and the shop for the most part, it's been beta. We've had some book deals, you know, sign books and, and the habit XP planner, which I'm going to do a video about. I just love this thing. Um, so my GTR in short is that the shop, everything's secure. The site is secure on a new host. The shop is secure. Not that it ever wasn't, but it was being redirected. So now it's just on a better platform, if you will. Great. So that's my GTR. I'm stoked that people can get to the Habit XP Planner, especially heading into the new year. This thing is is awesome. It's deep. It's got 
it's got the vision exercise and then the values exercise and your day planner, your habit track. It's just got so many things kind of rolled into, into one. So beautiful. How yeah. much are you charging for that? Um, it's a good question. Right now there's a, there's a BOGO going on. Buy one, get one. So I think it's like 30 bucks. Oh, that's a freaking deal. It's, it, <laughs> it's actually pretty, pretty sweet, especially if you get two. So, cause they're easy to go through. And, uh, anyways, I'm just glad the shop's up cause I want to do some cool habit factor shirts and gear and stuff. So love it. Love it. There's my GTR. All right. Today's topic is drum roll, please. It, it, it's it relates very much, of course, to one of the books. So there's the habit factor came out first 10 years ago, five years after that, which is five years ago, the pressure paradox came out and it's still, uh, there's, there was an episode back about, um, why, why the pressure paradox was written. And, but, but the question that just continues to come up are the best, best ways to, um, handle pressure or prepare for pressure. And so I think having your vast experience, um, I, I think we should discuss this. If you, unless you got something better to talk about, I think this, I think this is a great thing. And- and, um, you know, at the time that we're recording this, I'm not sure when it's going to go live, but, you know, this is kind of a, you know, it's really known as a stressful time, kind of the end of the year, the holidays. Right. Um, and, yeah. you know, everybody gets stressed at different times. But uh, I was really curious your thought on, you know, what what are some good strategies you can use to get through pressure and deal with pressure? Because we all deal with it, whether it's family, health, financial, business, job related. Um, you know, you know, relationships, we all go through it at some point. I don't think anybody gets through this life without dealing with a lot of pressure at one time or another. That's so brilliant. Thank you. I think you're reading my cheat sheet. So, so yeah, the first, the first thing is, it's so funny. You said nobody gets out without dealing with pressure. There's a great Jim Rohn quote and I just love it. He's talking about how risky life is and risk. Yeah. Risk and pressure are interestingly very related, but, but he's like, it was risky the moment you were born. And then he goes, and then he ends it by going, just how risky is it? (laughs) He's all, it's so risky. Nobody gets out alive. (laughs) So, so yes, I don't know. You just reminded me of that, but, but yeah, look, when, when you presented in first grade, there was pressure when you asked that girl out, there was pressure when you proposed, when you got married, when you did your first sales presentation, when you, um, learned, took your driver's test, you know, when you tried out for the soccer team or the dance team, whatever it is, right there, there's no escaping it. What I find fascinating just to set the table and, and I, it's almost grossly fascinating is that there's a book, there's several that contend by experts that would propose they, they, the, the literature literally says pressure is the enemy of success. And so first of all, huh. 
that's a scary statement by experts because if if you can't get if you cannot avoid it and and by the way if you did you're not going to grow but but really there's no avoiding it right so so if you can't avoid it and pressure is the enemy of success then how do you explain Oh, I don't know. Abraham Lincoln, you know, during the Civil War under immense pressure or, or Churchill under immense pressure. Yep. You know, like pressure we can't even fathom. Or like diamonds. You know, you think about the most valuable substance is formed by enormous pressure. Right. So when I undertook the pressure paradox, I decided to take a different perspective. And that was not that pressure is the enemy, this is a quote, of success, but rather it's a force, just like habit. It can be good, it can be bad. And and so the question of today is, is how do we make, I think ultimately, without knowing it, the real question is how do we make pressure our friend? How do we make it work for us? Because there's no escaping it. So I throw it to you. Like when you do your, when you do your big sales and marketing events, I'm guessing it, there's, there's pressure. There's a timeline. There's an event. You got people showing up. So, so what are you doing? Well, see, that's the thing I think is fascinating. So when you said that example from first grade, you know, the first time you speak in front of your class, um, and you know, we both have daughters and we've heard them as they went through that and we went through that. And now we look back, man, I wish my life was so easy. I can speak in front of, you know, 20 peers in front of a room. Um, and I wonder how much our idea of pressure changes over time where we can just handle more. And then it also makes me wonder on how practice and having good habits. So one of the reasons that I chose to do my meetings every month, and I did um, well over 100 live meetings of upwards of 100 people every meeting. And one of the reasons that I did it was for practice, because I think you learn more when you teach. And also, it enabled me to deal with pressure. I mean, I can pretty much speak on any stage now. And I, I yeah, I might get a little nervous, but I know I can deal with it because I've done it so many times. So is that part of the strategy is, you know, if you are going to be under pressure, how do you practice your way out of it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You are brilliant. And again, I keep thinking you're reading off my sheet. So you're absolutely brilliant. And, and it's fascinating to me that you use this example. Um, what a great example. So in the pressure paradox, we, we talk about the three P's that help to dissipate pressure. Let me, let me back it up a step. Because what everybody should do is take out a piece of paper and go back to their seventh grade, I don't know, maybe ninth grade. It's basic physics, right? There's a formula. I don't know if you remember it. It's pressure equals. <laughs> don't laugh. Do you need? Do you know what it is? It's okay if you don't. No, I do not. Pressure equals force F divided by A. What is the A? Area. Mm, So, so to dissipate the P here, to mitigate it, what we do, because we have a force. So, so perhaps the force is the event, right? 
Okay. We need to, we need to, how do we offset that? We increase the area. So what's the area? Well, we could extend the timeline. So instead of doing the event tomorrow, which would scare the, <laughs> scare the bejesus out of me, maybe we push it out a year, <laughs> right? Some, obviously we don't have that luxury. I'm just throwing that out as an example to show Much you less pressure. Yeah. to show you how you reduce pressure by increasing the area. I could bring in three other speakers. So I'm going to bring in an expert like Henry and a few other ones. Guess what? I increased my area, right? I could start reading books. I could start reading books about training. I could take some courses. I increase my area, the pressure. So, so, so kind of to say that with like a sports analogy, would that be the equivalent of, Hey, you have, let's just say that you're playing in this super big tournament then play some tournaments leading up to that. So you kind of get it in the groove. So all the pressure isn't on just one, just one event only. Is that kind of what? That, that's that absolutely correct. Yeah. So, so I, what I wanted to do is go over the three P's, but before that, I wanted to give you the, the, the formula, the direct physics formula for pressure. Now that we've reviewed that, I'll talk about the three P's. It's planning. What is the outcome you want? So going into the event, you know, what's the, out? and I'm guessing over the years you've done it, you got so much better at this, but when is the event going to be? What do I want out of it? What do I want for the participants? What's the, what's the plan? Then prepare. The prepare directly relates to that area we were talking about. So, so the preparation, the preparation again, could be getting resources, it can be gathering uh, other experts. And then the third P is practice. And there are three mm-hmm. levels of practice, right? Yep. So there's, there's kind of soft, slow practice. Think about, think about a fire drill. So under, and this is why the experts said pressure is the enemy of success. Without the luxury of, planning, preparing, and practicing, it, it can absolutely be. Like uh, uh, your building's on fire, you haven't gone through any fire drills, and, and you're running around the building in the wrong place, you don't know how to get out, right? That's that's the enemy of success, right? Huge pressure, yeah. Huge pressure, you might die. So that's why they, that's exactly why they invented the fire drill. When there's no real pressure, like real events, so to speak, they get the reps in the practice. Mm. So, so there are just various levels to practicing. The highest level of practice is the one I love. It's, it's what you see Steph Curry doing where he's dribbling like tennis balls instead of basketballs with two hands or, or it's Beckham, you know, on that episode where you said kicking around a pole through a broken window, you know, from, yep from a hundred yards away, <laughs> whatever it is, it's, it's like magnifying the difficulty so that when you get in the game, it seems actually slower and easier. New listener, the quickest way to get up to speed here at habits to goals to understand how it is. You are going to craft intentionally the good supportive habits 
that will help you reach your goals more quickly. The process we follow is PAR. Plan, act, record, and reassess. That's it. It's fairly simple. You have three ways to get your free tracking sheet, which will get you straight up to speed very quick. So you can go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. You can text the word habit, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444. And finally, to give you additional resources, just use your favorite search engine or and or Google and just type PAR, P-A-R-R, and the habit factor. For those of you looking for a super, super deep dive on habit, the book, that's right, it's almost 10 years old. Check out the habit factor on Kindle. It is, I believe it's $3.99 or $4.99, practically free. Of course, it gives you not just a deep dive on habit, but, but really walks you through the habit factor process. So there are a handful of options for the new listener. So that, that again, dissipates the pressure greatly. What we see in championship games very often, whether it's the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, even, even the World Series, is sometimes it takes a team one or two appearances before they realize they've kind of been in the environment Yes. And they're, they're more relaxed, right? And they're, they know what's going on where as their, their first show, they were just overwhelmed by the spectacle of it all. You know, what's so fascinating about that is you, I mean, so that's, that's the same exact thing I was thinking about is these teams that get there and they're so enamored by it. So how do you explain how some people and and I don't know if there's an answer to this, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts around it. Some people choke when the pressure's on and some people don't. Do you think that's just a mindset issue or is this somehow related to how they're handling pressure differently? Yeah, I think it could be all of the above. It may be how they view how they view the moment, how many times they've practiced. Um that exact setup, you know, you see these kickers at the end of a game. Some of them you can you can kind of tell their the body language or, yeah. or how they're looking, just <laughs> as they as they line up. And yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you know what was so interesting? If you think back to that Patriots game, was that last year or the year before? I forget, but where they were down so much and you looked at them on the sidelines and I just remember watching them. I'm like, they don't care what the score is. They're just playing their game one down at a time. And you could see where that, you know, practice and the ability to handle pressure just paid off and the other team just crumbled. Remember that? Yeah, that was against the Falcons and they had like a, it was like 28, three with 13 minutes left in the game or something. I'm crazy. And, and yeah, so look, we can throw out formulas. We can do all this stuff, but in each, we're dealing with with percentages and probabilities versus a hundred percent. Like, like absolutely, it's possible for somebody to go go through all the planning, all the preparation, all the levels of practice, do everything absolutely right, and and still have a bad performance. However, the likelihood, the probability is so diminished so greatly diminished so woods i mean 
there were Tiger Woods, you know, there were all sorts of psychological factors going. He had all that practice, all the planning, but he also had a derailed marriage and a life that unraveled. And so, so none of that prior three Ps was helping him in, in an environment of chaos. Now he's kind of working his way back, back through that. And he's had a few great moments. He won a master's and, and so, it's it's in there, <laughs> so to speak, you know? No, you know what's fascinating about him? And just in general sports, somebody told me once that there's – that the best golfer and the best tennis player pick your sport, the best raw, talented golfer has never picked up a golf club. And, huh. you, know, you know, we were talking all about uh, on the previous podcast this idea of learning and being able to – you know, grow and learn. But if you think about this ability to handle pressure, that's, that's something. If you apply those three, you know, plan, prepare and practice, that's how to be able to handle the pressure that we all end up going under. Now, do you think this is relevant on personal stuff as well? Well, that's, that's where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I, I think, look, performance has many faces, whether it's speaking in public or, 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 making a putt, right? Or God knows, it could be a sales pitch. And yep. and so the the question is, the reason, two reasons I set out about the discovery and understanding pressure. One is I realized when I wrote The Habit Factor, I left off that environmental component, like the massive environmental component, which which was – pressure and how it can forge behaviors, how it influences behaviors. So then do you look at pressure now? If somebody said, Hey, what do you think of pressure? Do you view that as a, as a good thing or bad thing or something to be like a habit, something to be molded to your, to your liking? Yeah, because we can't escape it. My thought is use it, use it to your best ability. And, and so I, there's a, there's an image on the cover. Um, most people don't really know what it is, but, but you got this ray of light coming into a prism. And what does a prism do? It, it breaks the light up into an array of different colors. Yeah. It's a spectrum and just like a spectrum of frequency. So we have low energy responses, which could be fear, right? Anger, jealousy. So under pressure or, or you have high energy, high frequency responses, mm-hmm. which could be love, right? Right. And faith. And it's a choice. It's Love, a choice, faith, yeah. hope. Yeah. So the the image that's the image on the cover because because pressure comes in and it doesn't care. It's the question is like you said. It's a cho- what are you gonna do with it? How are you going to you know respond, if you will? Love it. So, um, but you had another relevant, very good question. So, is it good? Is it relatable to all of us um we 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 just cannot escape it so i think just like habit is this force pressure is this force i think it's so relevant so important it's the type of thing 
you know, obviously I'm biased, but, but I would be teaching in, in fifth grade to kids on a, on a different level, right? <laughs> like, like these are forces that are going to be in your life. You can choose to use them for good or use them for bad. It's almost like the Star Wars analogy, the force. <laughs> you should do a class that you can give to kids. Cause I just think about the pressure that, you know, the kids are under nowadays. I mean, doing more and more at an earlier and earlier time. I mean, my daughter's a junior. She's taking literally college enrolled classes. It's crazy the pressure they're under and they just don't know how to deal with it. And it's just, it's super important to learn this. It, it is. It's yeah. My daughter got like a B plus on an AP history and she was in tears. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is, um, but yeah. So, so here's the thing I'll try to summarize at least from, from my end, the best way to prepare is to think about, remember the three P's and events coming up, whatever it is, plan, prepare, practice, and then practice some more and practice some more. The thing I didn't understand for the first 35, 40 years of my life, honestly, was how important, like I would just show up. <laughs> you know? And, you know, look, probably good enough for a B, right? Yeah. But, but, not good enough, like overall and, and learning this stuff, understanding it has been so helpful. And, and, oh yeah, this is where I wanted to go. So that's performance, but then there's the productivity aspect of pressure, which we cannot deny. Like what is a deadline? Right. So I've heard this one quote, something like a goal is just a dream. With the deadline. With the deadline. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, from my marketing background and direct response, we always say, if there's no deadline, there's no offer. Nice. Yeah. So, so the point is, it's not just performance that pressure helps us. Productivity wouldn't exist without pressure. I mean, you have, as you said, you have sales cycles, you have sales deadlines, you have writing deadlines. When, when people are submitting journalistic, if they're even doing that these days, newspaper articles, whatever it is, the point is there's a deadline that's creating yeah. productivity. Businesses use this all the time. In the habit or in the pressure paradox, I was begging people to be more liberal. They don't want to do this, but give themselves more, more deadlines and they'll be more productive they don't want to do it because it creates pressure which is uncomfortable so in the third item before we we cut this off and we're not going to get into it too deep so we talked about performance at length productivity is just like an absolute absolute bonus from pressure and then the last one confuses almost everyone and I was just so excited when when I realized that pressure is essential for peace of mind. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And now why is that? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> you want to take a guess or no? You know, I would think it it, it it forces you to bring your A game because if you've got no pressure on anything, I have a friend of mine and 
she always does the best in business when her back's against the wall. So maybe it's something to do with that. Yeah, it, it's something to do with that. In fact, it's directly related. So because I, I dig in pretty deep research wise, hence, you know, pressure, uh, force divided by area and, and try to create those parallels is what I'm saying with the, the physics world because they're not unrelated. What, what's fascinating, if you, th- if you think of the term balance, which everybody is out there trying to achieve, right? I mean, how many articles do you read about how to find balance? Work-life I mean, balance. Yeah, yeah. And it's important. And, and by the way, like when I was forming the company that birthed the habit factor, it's called equilibrium. So, so I'm all about it. I've studied it at length, but, but this is what I'm getting at. Balance and equilibrium are synonymous, right? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. So the, the definition in a physics form of equilibrium is the equal offset of pressure. It is not the absence of pressure. In other words, to get an equilibrium at any moment in time, you need the equal offset of pressure. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so for peace of mind, we, we, if we're seeking, which we've seen it with, with a lot of people, the people who avoid pressure, they they don't have peace of mind, do they? Interesting. Do you think that having pressure is almost a requisite for peace of mind? Absolutely. Hmm. It's it's yes. It there's without without pressure, with the absence of pressure, you cannot have peace of mind. Interesting. And why is that, do you think, Martin? Because, because equilibrium is the equal offset of pressures. Okay. So you need some pressure in your life. And then what you do when you go to work, when you show up, when you perform, you, you, you create that offset, which creates not just equilibrium, but a sense of accomplishment, significance, well-being, whereas the person who avoids pressure has no deadlines, right, ultimately has no peace of mind. Interesting. So can you liken that to, like, riding a bike? If, if you're not moving, you know, then obviously you can't keep your balance. So the, so the motion is needed for equilibrium? Yeah. So, and that's an Einstein quote, right? Uh, to life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance. You need to keep moving. He actually says moving forward, but, but the reality is you just have to keep moving. You, you could be in theory moving backwards, moving backwards, yeah, like a unicycle. But, but yeah, the, the key statement is it's the equal offset of pressures. Well, we don't have to look too far. The, the people, aside from the mental illness, the people who, who who maybe get caught up and, and do too much drugs or, or living in uh, 
you know, drifting. What they've done is they've created a life, I would propose, of pressure avoidance, which has led them down an unfortunate path of disharmony, not equilibrium. Hmm. Pressure avoidance leads to disharmony. Love it. No, and that actually makes, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back and I, I would agree with that. I think that that, I mean, my own experience, that would probably hold true. Well, and the people we idolize, and then we wonder how could, how could Gandhi or, or Mandela, right, under immense pressure and in jail, and he was probably one of the most peaceful humans you could ever meet, or Gandhi the same, right, under immense pressure. Right. So they weren't avoiding, <laughs> they weren't avoiding pressure. Hmm. Love it. That's, that's really interesting. It's, yeah, I mean, it gets probably a little, a little esoteric and out there, but, but I think it's a comment that we should be careful to wish for no, you know, pressure and, and no challenges and not create deadlines for ourselves. Cause that's where, as we know, all the growth happens. It doesn't happen in the comfort zone in the absence of pressure. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. And that affects our, our mentality and our, our mental well-being, I would suggest. So, Oh, I would completely agree. Yeah. Some of the people I know that are happiest and it's, um, it's, it's almost like if you, if you aren't moving and there's not something pushing against you, then there's, I don't know. It, I mean, just a level of, I don't even know if laziness is the right word, but a level of contentment that you have where people rise up for the challenge. Um, there's this guy that I like to listen to, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've ever heard him. He's kind of funny. And he said, yep. absolute worst thing you can do in his mind is have your kids on the payroll when they're 25 years old. He said, absolute worst thing you can possibly do. It undermines everything because they have no pressure. Mom and dad are there to bail them out of everything. And, it kind of fits with exactly what we're talking about here. It, it fits absolutely. I, I I mentioned there's one or two sentences where I say even the wealthiest of parents, it's this is almost like verbatim, even the wealthiest of parents want their children, you know, the wise ones anyways, they want them their children to have responsibility and, and summer jobs and yeah. what it's like. Because, yeah, the last thing you want to do is – put kick gloves on them and, uh, and, and not give them those challenges that will help them grow. And one of the reasons why is because it's a, it's a dangerous, hard, sharp world out there. And, you know, you know, you just can't baby people through it. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's, yep. it's, it's tough out there. Yeah. Well, we covered, we went probably deeper and more in depth and, uh, more complete than, than, intended but but it was fun and thank you i agree loved it thank you for indulging me my man hey thanks for having me this was really helpful and i love the love the three p's how to handle pressure (laughs) yeah don't forget the three p's and three p's baby and the uh and the formula the physics formula don't forget that either yeah that one i might forget but i I can at least remember the p's (laughs) All right, we'll keep it simple.
All right. Well, thanks again, Henry. Uh, we will see you next time and hopefully very soon. You're a fan favorite here. Uh, take care, buddy. Thanks again. Thanks, buddy. Take care, Martin. Hey, really quick. I just want to remind you if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all, you can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to 33444, and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. I'm out.